0: Oh, alrighty. Okay, everybody. Welcome to uh, today's podcast. Podcast about video games, a little bit of movie and entertainment on the side, um, and really anything video game related. Just something to pass the time. All right. So, uh, sorry about missing last week's podcast. Fortunately, uh, I was waiting to do the podcast the next night uh, after the Nintendo Direct. But, uh, Nintendo Direct did not happen. So, that was a little fortunate. Then, because of that, I ran out of time, because I was planning to talk about, pretty much, the Nintendo Direct. And, that's about it. So, after that, I had to work, didn't have time, and wanted to wait until this week, hoping that the Direct was going to come out before today. And I was going to do two podcasts. So, instead... My plan is to... To do a podcast today. And... Do one probably tomorrow night after the, uh, The direct. Unfortunately, I have to work tomorrow night, so... It'll be a late additional podcast. So... There's that. You know, it's unfortunate that, uh, Japan had to have an earthquake that prevented Nintendo from, uh not being able to do their direct, but there's more important things. So hopefully the people over there, no one's been majorly hurt, and they're fine. Um, so let's get back to the game. So Nintendo is going to do their direct or supposed to do their direct tomorrow. Um, hopefully that goes through. Um, there were a couple of things that been leaked out ahead of time that obviously would have been for the direct uh let's go with the easiest one that most people probably know about um or i guess they're they're all pretty normal pretty no probably pretty general to everybody that's in video games anyways so uh, Mega Man 11 the demo launched i downloaded it for the switch last week or when it launched out i guess that's last week um and yeah it was a uh, it was fun i really enjoyed it uh i didn't have time to beat it i kept dying at this random spot um and i didn't have really much time so i put like 10 15 minutes into it just kind of goofing around playing um getting used to the controllers and i have to say i like it um i know you can't really judge a game by one 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 level itself but it was a good level and i think i'm probably gonna get it uh it was a good demo i liked it good length for the demo I don't know how close I was to the end of it, but the link that I played, I really liked it. Um, I liked how it had two different characters you could switch into for their abilities. Um, so that way you had, you got a good sense of what you could have if you were already playing the game and defeated some uh, boss levels. So uh, that would have been a nice surprise in the Direct. Um, granted, it was a nice surprise anyways, but... it. I feel like that took a little bit out of Nintendo's Direct. I'm not sure if they're going to fill something in, you know, give us a little teaser for something else, or if they're just going to cut it all together. Um, But yeah, that was good. Uh, The other thing was the name for the next Yoshi's game. Um, I forget the name off the top of my head. Uh, Let me look that up. But uh, that really, I feel like that wasn't really ruining it for the Direct because. A title, to me, really doesn't make much of a game. I mean, we've seen what the game's supposed to look like. Um, and, really, the title doesn't really give too much away. We know, we know it was a Yoshi game. We know it kind of had, like, a paperish look to it uh, and everything. So, I don't think that was really a big loss. Yoshi's Crafted World. I mean, really? It, dis- it tells you what the story... Or what the game looks like in its title. So, that's not a big loss. I don't think Nintendo really needs to worry about... uh About filling that void. Um. So... Those are the big things for me. For the Direct that I feel like... They got a little bit taken away. But not too much. Um. So, the broadcast is supposed to come tomorrow. 3pm uh, Pacific Time. So, I'm on the East Coast. So... Looking about 6 o'clock. Um, 6 p.m. Right in the middle of my work shift. So that's a little annoying. I won't get to watch the video until I get home. Um, which means I need to, stay off, to so- stay off of social media and anything like that until um, I get out of work around 9. Which wouldn't be too hard. I don't have great service where I work. Um, but. So I'll probably do my podcast Tomorrow after the Nintendo Direct, so or after I get home, so probably around ten o'clock. It'll be a late one. I'll do a nice little thirty-minute, forty-minute talk about the Nintendo Direct. Uh, so the Direct's gonna be about thirty-five minutes. Um, that's a good Direct. I would imagine it's gonna be about the games that are coming out for the holiday. A um, little bit more Super Smash Brothers. Hopefully not a lot of Super Smash Brothers. i um, I like the game. I want to play it. I don't need to see more, unless there's some new characters. But other than that, if there's not new characters or anything, a quick two, three minutes talking about the game with a release, surprise release of like the ultimate edition with controller adapter game. That's it. Move on. Show us some other games. Um, and you know, give us, get us excited. I would love them to announce, you know, maybe a new classic system for the holidays. I know it's kind of rushing at this point. We're already in September. But, I mean, if they've already been making it, say, you know, come out for December, just in time for the holiday. Or it'd be cool if they came out with um, uh, NES Classic 2. More games on it. I mean, the NES Classic's so small. If I had to buy another one with another 30 games and they just stacked on top of each other, not really a big deal. Make it look like the uh, the top loader version, so you can tell the two different systems apart. I mean, a lot of people would probably just hack their system, but you know, for the people that aren't looking to hack and put ROMs and want the official game, that'd be kind of a cool announcement. Likely, probably not. I wish they would have just released the NES Classic with like a um, special card slot on the front where the cartridges would go, and you could update. You know, another ten dollars got you five more bundle games. And you could put the cartridges in, the little cartridges in like you would with the original NES. Um, That would be cool. Imagine the Super Nintendo, you could put a little cartridge right on top and it had like five or ten more games for another 20, 30 bucks. I feel like they missed a little opportunity to kind of get really creative with the little mini consoles. Little flop door, little push down door, that would have been cool. Um, Realistically though, we probably won't get a classic console announcement. Uh, if we did, it'd probably be more like, you know, the Game Boy or the N64 with all the fantastic colors. That'd be cool. Um, but it's probably just going to be about the games. So here's hoping we get some great games. Um, probably nothing about Metroid Prime 4 until next year. Um, I still need to play Metroid Prime 3. I played the first two, liked them. And then just kind of lost interest by the time the next one. Not lost interest, but forgot about it. It came out, didn't have time, and then forgot about it. Um, But I did just get the Trilogy Pack um, for the Wii. So it might be time to pick that back up. Because I played the first one, the GameCube. So I'd like to see what it looks like on the Wii. All right. So that's that. Um, Also, Nintendo Unreal, the launch date of their online service. So, next Tuesday, the 18th, I feel like this is kind of a weird reveal. you think they would have just waited and saved it for the Direct, because um, nothing was pushing up the timeline on this, but um, it'll, ha- it'll come with a 7-day free trial from the Nintendo eShop, and... they'll be introducing some new features about the direct. That's probably what the direct really is about like all the games that you'll be able to play and those features, which is cool. I mean, I've played all those games many many of times, but you know, it's worth the $20 a year. 3.99 a month or 7.99 for 3 months or 12 months for $20. 19.99. Um and the fact that you get Super Mario Brothers 3 and Legend of Zelda to play on your Switch that's cool. $20, those two games if you had to buy them separately for the 3DS you're looking at like 10 bucks a piece Ten, not $10 a piece, but $10 right there so the fact that you get those plus some other ones you know might as well, if you're going to play Super Smash Brothers or Splatoon um, right now I'm really into Splatoon 2 so you know I want the online service if that stopped me from playing it, and compared to like the Xbox and the Playstation, $20 a year is not bad so, I can't wait to see that um, maybe they'll announce some um, GameCube games. You know, I still need the N- I- some N64 games. Yes, it would be nice to be- get, like, uh, Wind Waker and everything, but they just sold the Wind Waker on the Wii U HD remasters for full price. So I feel like GameCube games still have great value for them, and it's probably not worth... Um, it's probably not worth selling them at a reduced price on the Switch in the cl- in like the form of a virtual console. I know that's not what they're going to call it, but there's really no reason for them to release them for under $30. So if they're going to release GameCube classics, they're probably going to just make them HD remasters and sell them for full price. Especially the ones for Nintendo. Now, maybe third-party GameCube games might not draw that kind of price and, you know, they want to release some, like, lesser-known GameCube games that, you know, for $10, $15, okay, I could see that, um, maybe pay for that, there's a couple GameCube games, um, no, I'm pretty sure all my GameCube games are made from Nintendo, to be honest, Uh, a couple Sega, you know, Tales of Symphonia, um, things like that but i feel like those games could still draw $30 um, if you could play them on the switch so i feel like the n64 is still their you know highest console that they're going to be releasing because um, those games could still play well on the switch and in handheld mode probably look really well um so i don't know i feel like if they're releasing GameCube games, even though it's the next console after the Wii U, I could still see them doing the HD Masters. So, I don't know. I don't see them wanting to lose money for uh, for um, just having like a virtual console style in their eShop. I feel like that's going to be stuck with the NES, Super NES, and the N64 for... The foreseeable future. And any GameCube stuff is probably going to be at least $30. Twilight Princess, which I know is a weak game as well. You know, HD still came out. 60 bucks. I mean, it was took a while before those games dropped in price. And you know, Nintendo, if they're going to re-release them, and they were $60 just two years ago, they're probably going to keep them at $60 for the re-release. Maybe add some features? Or maybe $40. Would I buy... Twilight Princess for the Switch for $40 if it's the HD version. I already have it for the Wii U, maybe? But probably not. And I don't see them dropping it below $40 because it's technically a new game for their Switch. So, Alright, let's just move on from the Nintendo Direct. Um, Next up. I can't even say this name. But from the creators of Ico... Um, and you know the other game, Shadows of the Colossus, um, released kind of a uh, a new teaser for another game. Um, it really looks like Ico though, like the Ico style. Um, I don't think it's an actual sequel, but the little trailer for it. I'll try to put the uh the um. the photo up here for the people that are watching on youtube um but it really does look like a sequel or at least a spiritual sequel um but who knows it might be one of those things they don't see it as a sequel or they see it as a sequel now but it could turn into being its own little thing but uh Who knows? It does look cool. Check it out. Uh, I don't think they have a name for it yet. But it's it's in the news. Check out, you know, your normal video game site. And you'll probably see it. All right. So. What else? Uh, let's take a little game break. Um, so I saw the trailer for uh, Creed yesterday at the movie theaters. Or Creed 2. And... Spoiler, if you haven't seen the trailer. Uh, he's The person he's fighting is from one of the uh, older Rocky movies. Um, I've never watched Creed yet. I liked the first four Rocky movies. I didn't like them as a kid, but as I got a little bit older, in my teens, I started liking them. So... I like the fact that they're bringing back like this character's like, son as well. But... I kind of hope... The Creed character loses to him. I like when you don't see... I like when the hero loses at the end of movies. Because you don't see it coming most of the time. And I like that. I don't mind if they come back in the second movie or third movie and win it. But give me one movie where you don't expect them to actually win. Um, I've never seen Creed 1. I wanted to. Um, I just It's one of those things after it came out, came out on, on DVD... I forgot about it. So many other things to watch. And if it's not on one of my streaming services, I don't watch it. I'm not going to pay extra to watch a movie to go out of my way, really, when there's tons of other movies on whatever service I'm using. Might as well just save my money for that. That way I have more money for the games. Um, So if it pops up on one of the services I'm using currently, then I'll watch it. But I did like it, and I might just watch the second one um, before I watch the first one because I have a movie pass, so, you know... Hopefully, at one point, that movie is available to watch. It did look cool. Um, I'm interested. So, uh, another news. Apparently, um, Superman might be needing a new new actor to fill his roles. Uh, apparently, right now, there's talks that, you know, Cavell? Cavell? I cannot say his name. Uh isn't signing up to do any more Superman movies. I'm okay with that. If the current rosters like Ben Affleck and um, Cavell stop reprising their roles and they have to reboot the DC universe, I think that's the best thing that could happen. I haven't really enjoyed any of the DC movies. Uh, Wonder Woman was pretty good. I like that one. It was a good change. Um, it actually felt well written and good visuals. The story was pretty good. I wouldn't say it's as good as the Marvel movies that I like. Uh, Don't get me wrong, not all the Marvel movies are good, but the top five, to me, are better than Wonder Woman. But Wonder Woman for the DC Universe was easily the best one. Um, I haven't seen Justice League or Suicide Squad. I just... I got tired of being disappointed after all the other DC movies. And then, people that I knew that liked the other DC movies were just telling me how bad Justice League and Suicide Squad was. I'm like, well, if I didn't like those movies and you like those movies, I'm probably not going to like those either. So I just stayed away. Um, There's, yeah, too many times I've gone to a DC movie and I'm like, nope, it's over, please. So maybe you get new actors, you start over and have a new fresh take, and we might have an actual competitor to Marvel with the superheroes. At this point, though, Marvel is releasing so many superhero movies do we really need DC? Maybe to like keep Marvel on their toes, but I mean, Marvel wants to stay on their toes to keep making money. So, uh, do I really need that many more superhero movies? I will stay though. Says Shaz- says there, Shazam. I'm interested to see. Just cuz it's a little bit different take. Um I think that one would be enjoyable. Um, I just hope they get the right people to do it this time. Uh, I always, I always love the guy who's playing Sazam. Um, he's from Chuck. I really enjoyed that show for the most part. It got a little long at the end. Uh, but I have to say if you take a break from the show when it starts getting long and go back like a year, year and a half later and finish out the show, it, uh, it feels enjoyable again after taking that break. So, I uh, I'll watch him in it. And, you know, I think he might be able to make the movie enjoyable. Uh, Here's hoping. What else in the movie news? Um, All right, nothing on my list of things. Uh, Let's talk about this. um, I read this article online today. Uh, IGN, I believe, released the every Tomb Raider game they ever reviewed. Um, I like that because I liked all the Tomb Raider. Okay. I won't say I like all the Tomb Raider games, but I like playing Tomb Raider and the Tomb Raider games. Even the bad ones, I'll kind of pop in just to see how they are. Um, but everyone I've played, I've enjoyed. Yes, some of them are just, their controllings were horrible. Um, but, you know, sometimes they're so bad in a way that you laugh playing through it. And if you can, if the game is too easy for you and they're bad, at least that way you get to play the whole game quickly. Um, I still love the first Tomb Raider, even though it feels so weird to control compared to today's control lens, It's still fun to go back and play. Uh, The Last Revelations, um, I played that on the PC as a demo disc. Never played the actual game. I think I have it for the Dreamcast, I think. But before I had it for the Dreamcast, I had the demo for the PC. I loved playing the demo. And I think I picked it up for the Dreamcast and never got around to it. Um... I kind of would like to go through this, uh, go through this ranking, and then play them myself. So according to them, the first Tomb Raider game, they they got a nine point nine point three. The second one they got an eight. Third one they got an eight. Third one for the PC, seven point seven. Um, the Last Revelations 8.5. Last Revelations for the PC. Why is the PC worse than the uh, consoles? That's just weird. Weird. Huh. I'm going to have to look into that. So. Uh, whoa. Okay, so don't play it on the Dreamcast apparently. A 3. wow um i'm gonna have to read more than that so on the playstation it got an 8.5 which is weird because you think it'd be better for the dreamcast then on the uh, pc it got a seven and then on the dreamcast it got a three that must be some bad porting that's the only thing i could imagine that is horrible wow so i'm glad i never played the one for the dreamcast um then they have an 8 for the Game Boy Color Tomb Raider. That's kind of cool. Tomb Raider Chronicles. Okay, so I played this one. They gave it a 6.5. I agree. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is the one where the control ins- is horrible. Or at least... Uh, the camera work. is either that... I'm pretty sure it's the Chronicles one. And then the PC one got a lower score. It's either the Chronicles one or the Darkness, Angel of Darkness, I think it's called. I'm sure it's going to pop up. But one of those two games, every time you walk down the screen, if you walk too far, the camera would just flip. And then you'd end up running off the edge because your character's still going the same direction in your joystick, but the camera's not. Oh, yeah. So that that was hard. Once you get used to it, though, you could play it. But whew, if you were not as skilled at controlling the character... It was horrible. Dreamcast 5.8 again. Okay, I've never heard of this one. Tomb Raider Curse of the Sword. I gave it a 9. I might have to look into that. Angels of Darkness. Okay, yeah, 5.3. Horrible mechanics... and excellent storytelling. Okay, so I agree. I like the story, but yes, the mechanics were horrible. Like, so, once the camera moves, like, say you're holding up on the joystick, if the camera angle changed, the direction of the character would change according to where the camera was. So, even though you were walking down a corridor straight, if the camera changed and you are still holding the joystick up, your character would then go to the right or to the left. Not exactly that way, but that's what would happen. So, if you're on an edge running to try to jump and cling onto something, and there was, like, a cliff to your left or right... And the camera would change. You would run off the cliff. Yeah. Not fun. Um Legends. I really like that one. Um, they gave it an 8.2. For the PSP, 7.2. For the GameCube and PS2, they gave it an 8. Yeah, I agree. The Legends was a good... It looked great when it came out, too. Especially if you uh, had it on the Xbox... I think it was the Xbox. Um. Oh no, not that's not the one I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about the uh, two-minute anniversary, eight point seven. That one's the first game I actually hooked up all my consoles because I had a. I had a forget what it was. Oh, I had a movie not a movie pass, but like a, a video game pass for a local rental store, and so I rented the game on PS2 and the Xbox and put them on the TV and compared them. It's the first time I actually noticed, like, a big difference. But if you're just playing on one console, you would never know you were missing out. Uh, Anniversary for the PC, 7.8. Why does the game keep getting worse for PCs? That doesn't make any sense. Because you think more powerful PC, they could do it better. All right. I like how they have different gradients for each console. Because then you can kind of guess which one's the better one to have. Alright, they had a lot of anniversaries for every console rated separately. So Tomb Raider Underworld, 8. For the Wii, 6.5. For mobile, 6.8. It's pretty bad when a mobile version of a game gets a better version than the console. DS, 7.2. PS2, 4. Wow, PS2. Full of bugs, apparently. Um, for the downloadable content, Lord's Shadow, they gave an 8. I never heard of that one. I want to look into that. Laura Croft and the Guardian of Light. I really love this game. Uh, they gave it an 8.5. Um, it was just fun to play and solve the puzzles. Because that's one of my favorite part about um, the early Tomb Raider games. Was you know, being in the temple, playing, uh, playing the puzzles, and unlocking the rooms and getting to the next place. Uh, the new ones kind of drift away from that a little bit. Or a lot. It's more of action than anything. Uh, they still do have some puzzles, but the old ones are really heavily puzzled, and that's what I like about the Guardian of the Light. Was the whole game was basically like playing, you know, um, a beat like a uh, almost like gauntlet, the Dark Legacies for like the N sixty four and the Dreamcast, where you know you had that like forty five degree angle, you know, almost top down, and you had to walk around these levels beating up characters, kind of like Hunter the Recklessness, Reckless. Hunter the Reck- We'll skip that. Um, but with a lot of puzzles. And I like that. It was definitely a fun game. And I hope they keep making those styles. I know they made a second one. Um, the Oasis something. I haven't played it. Because um, I've been waiting for it to come out. The PS Network for free. I think I do have it though now. Alright. Tomb Raider for... The, first, the new Tomb Raider, the reboot kind of uh, from 2013. They gave it a 9.1 and I totally agree. I enjoyed running around, playing the game. I did feel the lack of puzzles was not what I was hoping. I wanted them to be more temples and everything. But they fixed that in the second one by giving you a lot more things to do. Um, the first one was great. It looked great. looked nice. It was fun. Uh, my favorite part of the game, bow and arrow. I love taking bow and arrows to people. Um, Not much of a gun. I just... I'd love just shooting them in the head from long distance with a bow and arrow. Uh, Okay. Temple of Osiris. Osiris, I think, is the name. They gave it an 8.1. You know what? I think I did play this one. Sometimes you play so many games, you forget what you play. But now that I look at it, I think I definitely played this because I remember the Egyptian. Um, I hope they make a third one. Lara Croft Go. They gave it an 8.5. See, I tried that game. And... I was not a fan. So I don't know. Maybe I gotta give it a second chance. I tried the first level and it just it wasn't for me. So I don't know. Rise of the Tomb Raider, that's another good one. Sorry, just checking out my camera. I thought it was off. Um so yeah, Rise of the Tomb Raider, great game. I love that one too. I can't wait to play the new one. Um, Shadows of the Tomb Raider, I think it's called. I have the, they gave 9.3 Rise of the Tomb Raider 20 Year Celebration. It's own score. I have that one, and that's when I played. Loved it. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I can't wait to play this one. It looks great. Um, they gave it a 9.9 out of 10. Um. I'm not much for review scores, but when you're comparing the scores to the same game, I think that's really important. But when you're like, oh, this game's a 9 and that game's a 9, to me that's not necessarily the same. But how they rated um, Tomb Raider Legacy for each console separate grades, that, to me, I trust grades more often. Um, But the 9s for the Tomb Raiders, you know, I played them, I agree with those scores. Um, And I can't wait to play the new one. Alright, so I just had to talk about that article. I thought it was neat looking at it. Uh, let's head back to Nintendo real quick. I forgot the, forgot about this. Um, so Nintendo is making a special edition Switch with uh, Eevee and Pikachu on it. Uh, it looks cool. I hope they do more of these. I like the special editions. Um, I don't buy too many of them, but I do like them out there. I like people having different ones, and I think it's really good in the used market because you have different ones to shoot for Um, I would like to see if they did a fantastic series where the whole dock was all different colors, um, maybe even clear purple or glacier, you know, those clear green. I think that'd be a cool little look. Um, even if it's just the dock is cleared, it doesn't have to be the console itself. Give the console a solid purple, but give the dock a clear purple. I think that'd be a nice nineties throwback. Um, Yeah. They definitely need to go do more um, special editions. Yeah, I guess that probably costs them a little bit more money because they're asking for these new colors in a limited edition than just printing out millions of black and grays. But if it helps sell your console at the full price continuously, might as well. All right. Uh, So Final Fantasy is re-release and remastered editions of the uh, Crystal Chronicles. I always wanted to play the Crystal Chronicles for the GameCube. Uh, I was a big Final Fantasy fan, but I always disliked the fact that they weren't on Nintendo anymore. So when I heard about the ones for the GameCube, um, I wanted to play it. I couldn't afford to buy it at the time. Uh, a friend of mine had it. I watched him play it for a little bit, and I liked it. Um, i just never gone around into buying it because you know, I bought the games as they dropped in price. So if I had a good game that dropped in price, I bought that one and started playing it. And then go to the store for the next good game and good price. So I just overpassed Crystal Chronicles. Um, I do like how it's coming out with the remastered edition. Um, Will I buy it? At one point. When it's cheap. Hopefully. Um, But I might just look to see how much it's going for the GameCube. And buy it then. Uh, This one's a... uh, It's coming for the PS4 as well. Which... It's weird. It's coming for the PS4 and the Switch. But no Xbox. Like, that, uh, that should be the other way around normally. It's like, oh, it's coming off the PC, the PS4, the Xbox, Nintendo who? That's usually how it feels with third-party games. So the fact that they're releasing it for the Switch and the PS4, but not the Xbox, I feel like that's, uh, that's cool. Um, Hopefully more third-parties decide, hey, the Switch is worthy of our time. They're just going to keep selling consoles, so... In an age where we have PS4, PS4 PS4 plus, um, the PC from ultra powerful to low levels, Xbox One S, Xbox One X. A lot of these games are designed to go from really high resolution to really low resolution. So if you already designed your game to be able to have those functions built in, then why don't you just look at how low the functions have to go for it to run on the Switch? Because if it's the op if it's the option for me to have the game on Nintendo and be able to take it on the go at lower graphical power than the Xbox and PS4 I'd probably go that route unless it's a game that I want to play because it looks awesome so if I want, if I had a game like Skyrim that you know was brand new and I want it to look like I'm actually there then yes I'll probably get it on the Xbox One X but if it's a game like I don't know. Um, Doom? I don't care if it doesn't look as realistic as the PS4. I'm just there to blow up some monsters. Um, but if it's a game, an experience game where I want to be in those shoes, then yes, I want them to be on the Xbox. But you know what? Breath of the Wild? That was great. I felt it was great roaming around that world. So, to me, graphical power the way it looks isn't always the best thing. So I mean it's only going to help them sell more copies and if they're already doing those control levels they might as well just see what it looks like at the switches level. That way I can play it on the go. Alright. Um, so like I've said in previous podcasts um, I like my PSVR. I love games for it. I want more games for it so i can keep playing it um and hopefully companies keep releasing well one company announced that or coming to the psvr soon is kingdom hearts a vr it's not like a game it's like a short little like tech demo i would say that allows you to play in the world To try to get people into VR more. And you know what? I would love if I could play Kingdom Hearts in VR. And run around all the Disney worlds in VR. Um, That's what VR should be for. Especially the cartoon games. The cartoon games look great in VR. Because there's not a lot of detail or realism to it. You know, I don't need... Like, in a Disney VR game... Donald Duck Feathers will just be, you know... Some whiteness with a little bit of feather detail. You know, a game like Skyrim they're going to be making the feathers like you can see each individual one, and that's going to be hard for VR to handle. Um, but, you know, games that look like Job Simulator, I could walk around that world and feel like I'm there, and I wouldn't care less. So I hope they uh, they keep working on Kingdom Hearts and make it a point of view of VR game, or something similar to that. All right. So TGS is coming soon. And, you know, the Tokyo Game Show. And Sony's been announcing some things. That was one of the things they announced. um, The Kingdom Hearts VR experience, as it's being called. Um, And they've been announcing some other games. So we got the Crystal Chronicles. A game called Samurai Spirits. Um, I've never played this. But it does look cool it kind of cartoony look to it. And it's a fighting game. So, it's a samurai style fighting game. So, it's a little bit different than just hand-on-hand combat. It does look cool. I I do like it. Like the look of it. Um, I'm not the big fighting game fan. Uh, I'd have to try the demo. Uh, Everybody's Golf VR. So, that, uh, that's interesting uh, golf VR game I wouldn't mind trying it um, I kind of wish PlayStation would do that to some of their um, their motion games that they have turn them into VR uh, one of the motion games I like is a frisbee golf game that would be cool if I could wear a VR headset and play frisbee golf like I'm there so that's kind of along these lines so I'm, I'm interested. I'll check it out alright Couple more things before I end it today. We're going to end it short. Um, I got to get ready to go to work soon. This was a late podcast. I kind of ran out of time planning earlier. So, a new grease crew. This one, this is a little old news, but I didn't get to talk about it because I didn't get to do my podcast last week. But the uh, Xbox grease proof controller. I do not like the way it looks. To me, it almost looks like it couldn't. It would hold grease even more. Or at least be slippery when you have grease in your hands. Um, Granted, it's only limited. They're only making a few for uh, Australia. It does look cool, though. Uh, Currently, 200. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like the way it looks. I'm not really one for custom controllers. It's just... Once you get two or three controllers, you don't need more. Uh, If people want to collect it, that's cool. I mean, I collect video games. Why can't people collect just controllers? Um, But, yeah, I won't go on my way for an extra controller unless I need a new one. If I needed a new one and this was the price of a new one, I'd buy it. But I don't really eat food while I'm playing games. I'll take a break, eat, wash wash my hands before I play. But, yeah, it uh, looks cool. Kind of grayish with yellow buttons. I don't know if I'm too much into those yellow buttons, though. I think red would have been nicer. Okay, uh, one more thing before we wrap this up, or at least go into our final closing hour. Um, Sony's blocking crossplay. Yay, Sony. Hey, it's what they ever want to do. They run it, but I wish companies would step up and be like, you know what? If you don't let us crossplay our games from other consoles, then we're not going to be releasing on your console. I know, I know, that's a, uh big statement when Sony has the most consoles sold but hey that only benefits all the game developers customers players gamers because that means that they can buy a game and play it and know that if it's an online experience they have tons of people to play it with if i can only play my game like let's say for some reason that yes yeah, Sony has the most game most sold most consoles sold and most of the people bought it for that game but the community is still playing it on the PS4, the Xbox One and the Switch because they can cross-play and it's allowing them to have more user base. And the PS4 community has slowly died down. So now if you still want to play that game on the PS4, you're limited to, let's say, 2 million players where the Xbox and the Switch, for some reason, because they're cross-playing, they have like 8 million players playing. So I get to play with two million or eight million, where if I could just cross play, there's a ten million pool. I think for the developer, it would help their game be more relevant on all three consoles longer because no matter who you're playing, who whatever console you're playing on, you have the largest pool of players to play against. And I don't think Sony sees it like that. I think Sony see, well, if everyone buys it for our console, that's the most people buy for our consoles, that means the most people playing. Yes, but it doesn't mean they're going to be playing for a long term. So that's unfortunate. And I don't see the big guys going too harsh on Sony by not releasing for their console. Maybe, but I don't see that. All right, so that's everything I have for today. Um, Not a long episode or podcast. I just wanted to make sure I got one out. Um... Talk about the things that I've read about this week in news. Nothing really big. That's why I think it's a little bit shorter than I want. Um, But, yeah. So, the plan is tomorrow, another podcast, probably a 30-minute podcast, talk about Nintendo Direct and any other news that might have popped up between now and then. Um, For those who listen on iTunes, thank you for listening. Um, I also have my own YouTube channel, Video Game Archives. This will also be posted on there so that people can watch it as well because I know for whatever reason, sometimes I like my podcast video form while I'm cleaning up. Every once in a while, I look up. You feel a little bit more of a connection when you can see the people talking. So that's on there. So for you guys, um, I'm going to try to get some of the um, things I've talked about on the screen for the YouTube channel. I don't know if I'm going to have time, so it might not happen. Um, I guess you'll know when you're watching this. (laughs) Um, All right, guys. Thank you for watching thank you for listening thank you for tuning in you know still new at this but it's definitely fun um and i'm glad people are tuning in you know may only be two or three a week but hey that's better than nothing um all right guys so uh let me know anything in the news that stuck out to you guys this week that you're really excited for leave a comment um and you know subscribe to my other things Alright guys, have a good night, Uh, talk to you next time, and tune in for some more.